Hello and welcome to the 13th Hour Podcast. This is episode number 381. I'm your host, Joshua Blum, and uh, the American listeners hope you've had a good Thanksgiving. And by the time you get this, it'll be right before December, probably. Well, but whenever you're listening, I uh, hope your year is going well. Working on a creative project today, which is um, some packaging for some action figures that I made. What I've decided to do is make the packaging out of foam, styrofoam, uh, and it's going to fit inside a VHS case. And if you've ever seen one of those, it's a paper case usually, although I guess it could be the clamshell plastic style case, but either way, replicating the size of a, a VHS cassette, which, you know, yeah, plenty of you folks who are listening may have VHS cassettes still, but uh, pretty hard to find them if you wanted to buy a new machine. Plenty of old ones, which you can find for dirt cheap at this point. VHS cassettes were a thing when they came out, and I picked it because it has a retro feel, and the size of the styrofoam to fit inside the case will actually house two action figures that are three and three quarter inches tall, and their accessories just fine. So I have some styrofoam that I got at the hardware store, and I am cutting that out with a hot, it's like a hot, basically called a hot knife. And, uh, but you could use anything, I think. I think you could probably use um, a sharp, you know, just a regular knife and stuff like that, but this makes it quite a bit easier. So what I'm going to be doing is I'm going to be putting, um, I'm going to be making some cuts and you can actually hear the noise and the noise is really cool when it cuts the foam. So I'm going to be putting this mask on because it does create some fumes. And if you listen close, you can hear the knife go into the foam and start to make the cut. And it, it also kind of smells too. So maybe something that you could either do outside or in a well-ventilated area. If you listen close, here I'll move this a little bit closer to the mic. You may be able to hear that. So, hot knife is basically electric electricity running through a thin piece of metal, essentially like I mean, it's basically like a curling iron or a soldering iron. That's really all it is. And it gets hot, and it cuts the foam very easily. Now, the foam is, well, a little bit of residue will actually get onto the blade or the implement. It doesn't really look like a blade. This particular one I'm using looks kind of like a just a rod, but uh, there's also another attachment that looks like a cheese-cutting knife where if you've ever seen these things that cut cheese, it's like a wire stretched taut in between like a fork, um, almost like a bow, like a bow and arrow. And uh, that there's another attachment like that. And that makes better cuts, finer cuts. Uh, but, you know, you're kind of limited by the size of that bow. And uh, so for this, I'm using this... Um, longer implement and it can kind of, I kind of saw back and forth gently until the styrofoam uh, breaks or you know you cut through it like i said there is a residue that develops on the blade itself and that part just like a soldering iron will make it a little bit harder to cut 
just because, you know, you have to, you have to clean that stuff off. It won't, uh, it won't translate that heat as well. But I think we should be good to be able to get through at least these three pieces. What I'm going to be doing is once these uh, couple pieces are out, then I think what I'm going to do is basically map out where I want to put the accessories and the figures and then cut those out in the same way. And then I think if I can get them out whole, I will basically create a little a little shelf or a little, um, almost like a little bed for the accessories to sit on made of also the same foam that I popped out. Popped out. So I think that's what I'm going to be doing. So I did a bunch of cross cuts at this point. Interestingly enough, the styrofoam, which we talked about last week, actually, number six polystyrene. It's, um, it's an interesting sort of substance. And, uh, I haven't used, well, I used it for other projects uh, when I was doing the, making the Lego Rocketeers and the Night of the Comet figures. I used styrofoam there too, although I cut it out by hand. And it's a lot messier and more difficult to use that way. It's neater to do it this way, although I have to say um, it's a little bit more. That particular method is easier to do if you don't have, you know, you have extra tools. All you need is a sharp X-Acto knife or, or a razor blade or something like that. Because this part here is a little bit more, it requires a little bit more patience, I think. And, um, but you, you get that cool sound <laughs> in the background. The, the wire cutting one is makes an even cooler sound. So this is what I've decided to do because I don't actually have the ability to work with uh, plastics to vacuum seal things or make blister packs or that kind of thing. That might be for a future kind of um, a future investment, I suppose. But I kind of like the idea of having a little case for the whole everything to fit in. That's why I created the Rocketeers like the way I did Lego ones and the Night of the Common ones. There's one piece that's out. So I'm making six of these. And uh, so that's one of them. Yeah, so I, I like the idea of having a case. But the problem with a case type of thing is it does require more work. Frankly, sure. Not. I'm not sure how people tend to do this. I think some people don't necessarily do the whole case thing, or any kind of packaging. They just use a plastic bag or something like that, which is fine. I think I might have to uh, stop and clean the blade here. It's starting to get harder to cut, or maybe a. I guess it's with any tool, you know, if you let the tool do the work, it tends to go better. So that might be the case here. You just kind of let the blade sink into the, the foam. It's kind of like that expression, hot knife through butter. It really is kind of like that. 
feel like I probably should wear eye protection with this too. Where are some eye protection kids? I'm gonna go grab my goggles. All right, there's another piece there. I got something, you need something covering your eyes. I, th I think that's a good idea. Okay, here we go, one last one. And one, oh, one other thing, of course. They, these, these hot knives come with a little stand to stick uh, the implement on because you have to rest it on something. Although if you had a stand for a, a soldering iron, I think that actually would work better than the things they typically give you. There's actually the third one like this that I've gotten. I had another one that was actually looked just like a knife. And I think actually what it worked better, unfortunately, it, uh, it broke, uh, like within, gee, I don't know, within a, a couple of minutes of using it. So I did take it apart, just see if I could figure out anything that was going on, but it just stopped getting hot. So there's a piece in there, maybe one of the electronic pieces that stopped working or shorted or something like that. When I took it apart, I couldn't see anything obvious going on with it. I mean, it's a pretty simple sort of thing, if you think about it. Electricity goes in, it heats up uh, whatever's on the end, and uh, that's kind of it. But this one had some, uh, a little bit more complexity. It had a, like a, a dial and stuff like that. They're not very expensive though. So I got another one. That was actually a little bit more versatile. Okay, so that is that. I'm gonna sh shut that off, let that cool. And now I'm actually going to I'll do. A, I'll record a little bit of this part, which is the next part of it, which is has an even cooler sound, I think, which is changing the tips of it. That tip is hot, and then to the wire cutting, like the cheese cutting tip, and turn that back on. And what we're going to be doing is actually cleaning up the edges just a little bit, so it looks a little nicer. This particular one, I don't have too much to to clean up here. Let's see. You might be able to hear it. Just a sec. Let's see if it is hot enough. There we go. Cool sound. You get these tiny or thin slivers of styrofoam in a nice, neat cut. for the case. To make longer edges though, that is a little bit more challenging. And I'll try my best here. But I don't think we're gonna do too much with that. Because what you actually need is a really big, big one of these things, I guess. It's hard to make a straight cut like that. There might be a technique involved to do it, but I can at least make some of the edges look clean. So for the Rocketeer figures, I've been working on those as well. And I have cases for those. I have the hard shell cases that they're going to go into. And then uh, I do have foam pieces that 
they will go. Um, that, that are inserts, basically. That, that that should work. I think, though, for those, they're going to actually... Um, they're going to fit in just basically around the... The foam pieces are going to fit around the figure. So there's not going to be too much foam. Because the cases actually fit pretty snug. Yeah, so these ones... There's going to be a little bit more work to do to get them looking better. I think what I'm going to do, and I have six of these, is paint them. So I, um, they look black, I think. So they actually look like VHS cases. Well, so I am back. I just paused that for a little bit to cut out the pieces and then try uh, and inserting uh, the figures in. So what I found is that it is, uh, I mean, it is tedious. Uh, it is less, uh, certainly a lot less messy than cutting it out by hand with a knife. Styrofoam tends to just get all, it gets into little, little bits to get all over the place and you'll get a nice clean cut. So here at least, even though it's probably could be smoother, it is a relatively clean cut. And I was able to basically create a scaffolding for for the figures to to uh, be inserted into. And uh, just so you could lift them out a little easier, I ended up using a slightly different kind of foam that I had and putting it in the bottom to make like a little bed. I thought I could use the piece that I cut out, but it turned out that, uh, you know, because the, uh, the hot knife cuts away a little bit of it, it ends up being too small. So... I, uh, I found another kind of foam that I had, and this was stuff that I just had lying around. Now, thankfully, I don't have to mass produce any of these things. Things I'm making like six of them, so I think I can definitely do that. But uh, uh, I used a different kind of foam. It's much squishier, and it fits in there nicely, and I made it so it uh, the pieces will fit in there, and you can lift them out easily or a little bit more easily than you would have to you're digging your finger in there and trying to scoop it out. And uh, they do fit inside the, the cases. So I guess the next step, the next step is to continue working on the picture for the case and actually making the case uh, of the, like the design in Photoshop and everything like that, and then printing it out and making sure it fits right. And I, I there are some templates out there that I think I can make. That part will take quite a bit of fiddling, I think. Or what I may actually do, and this may actually be easier, is I may just... Uh, use a bunch of old VHS cassette um, tapes, you know, the paper part, the paper sleeve, rather than trying to make my own, and then just cover it with something that might be actually easier and more durable than trying to make my own. Uh, but either way, uh, that part, that part of the computer is kind of like my least favorite part, uh, the, the graphic design part, because it is, I like the physical aspect of it, uh, working with your hands. This is, this is kind of cool. I have to say it's a different kind of... Um, it's a different sort of thing, making packaging. I always think of uh, the packaging as, as, the, as the part that is the unsung part, like the, the part that, you know, you open it and you just kind of throw it away. Although sometimes if the packaging is very well done, it becomes part of the whole thing. And so there is a, when we have physical products, it is to some degree, it can be almost all packaging. If you remember like, uh, CDs and it really just a thin piece of plastic. Um, if you have like uh, 
something like a memory card or something like that. Like some games used to come on memory cards and uh, it would just be this tiny little postage stamp thing. And then you have a package, which is much bigger that makes it feel like it's phys more physical. And so the package is, I think it is important in the whole experience of it. And so, yeah, I think it's worth spending some time on. The Japanese, I think, do it very well. They have their packaging and everything like that. The whole case idea, you know, with the, of different things, you know, they, they're really great at that. I, and that, maybe that's why I, I, st I, I tend to want to stick, uh, you know, Chinese or Japanese characters on the, uh, on the packages of these things because I always think of the, the way they package things as being just sort of an art form in itself. So I, uh, that's, that's the, that's the update for today. I'm going to be working slowly on these little cases and then figuring out how best to finish them up. So they look, um, a little bit more professional. What I may actually do is, uh, I'm going to have a, a sleeve on the back or, uh, maybe it may, it may actually just be a piece of cardboard that I have on the back of it, uh, which actually may have the, a picture of a VHS cassette on it. Right now I have a piece of foam, but um, I may actually use a piece of cardboard instead uh, as the backing uh, piece of it um, to form like the sort of the base of uh, this little um, foam insert that I've made. And I think it would be a kick if it were an actual VHS <laughs> picture or something like that. I might even like write on there with marker the 13th hour as, a, you know, just like a, as it looks like an actual tape. So that, that would be funny. I have to figure out how to paint these. Um, if you use styrofoam, styrofoam and spray paint don't work very well. They, that tends to go poorly, but I may use, I have an airbrush and I may use that instead to paint these black. So we'll see. So we'll see. I'm uh, curious to see how it goes. So that's it for today. I think that uh, in the coming weeks, there's going to be a couple of things. We're going to be doing something for Christmas. I think we're going to be, my brother and I are going to be watching the movie Gremlins, which, I, which I've actually not never seen. So I think that's going to be something that we're going to be doing in the coming weeks. But so stay tuned. Um, you'll hear more updates about this and uh, the the album launch that it goes with uh, in the coming weeks. So stay tuned. Thanks for listening. And I'll talk to you guys in the future. Hey, a few last things. If you enjoyed this episode, you can find many more like it on the show's website, 13thhr.wordpress.com, as well as on numerous other podcasting platforms like iTunes and Stitcher and Spotify. There's often additional material on various places on social media as well, like on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And you can find links to all these platforms in the show notes for this episode. Sometimes people will ask me, how can they help contribute to the show or other things that I do? And you can, of course, uh, leave a tip over at coffee.com, which is ko-fi.com slash 13thhr, which is basically like a virtual tip jar. You can see a link to that in the show notes. But there's a lot of stuff that you can do just that's just for free and stuff that you may be already doing anyway. And so if you have ideas or suggestions, you know, email me. My email address is w-r-i-t-e-j-o-s-h-u-a-b-l-u-m at gmail.com. Also, don't forget, subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you currently prefer and share it with your friends, leave a review, uh, listen to music on Bandcamp and Spotify. You know, I hope by conveying some of the creative process on this show, 
You'll also be inspired to do creative things and follow your own dreams and do whatever it is that brings meaning to your own life. The world really is what you make of it, and at the end of the day, that's what the 13th hour is about. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you guys next week. Bye.